0: The Weekly transit. Hey,
1: hey. What is up, Ingrid?
0: Oh, you know, just
1: chilling. Just chilling. So I, I just walked into Ingrid's place, and she said she has some exciting news to share, but wanted to wait until we're recording to share it with me, so... I'm going to hear this exciting news for the first time right now. <laughs> okay, so I have two things. Oh boy.
0: One, I happened to drive by this new club. Yeah. That's right down the street from me. So I walked in, I wanted to just go see uh-huh. what it looked like inside. It's like 5 minutes from my house. Yeah. It's beautiful inside. Um it's like so clean you could like lick the floor on the really? stage. I'm not kidding, which is um <laughs> a giant upgrade from the place that I'm at. <laughs> Anyways, they were really nice and they hired me for day shift. So I have to go back if I want to work night shift and audition again. Okay. But I'm definitely going to do that because it's really pretty and nice and it's so much closer. That's exciting.
1: I know it is really exciting. So it's a better commute.
0: Yeah. It's not even a commute.
1: (laughs) You could walk there probably. Yeah. Yeah? I really could. Yeah?
0: Yeah. I'm driving like 30 minutes.
1: Yeah. No. You're a long way from your work.
0: And I tried to work a day shift last week at my current club mm-hmm. and it took me an hour because of the LA traffic. Oh god. Yeah. So last week was just horrific for me. I ended up working a double that day cuz I made no money during the day. Oh no. And then so I ended up staying all night so I was there for like 11 hours.
1: Oh Jesus.
0: I died. I like I just couldn't even move. I was after that shift I was like why would I do that? Like being in heels for that long and just it was too much and i was just like what am i gonna do like
1: day shift doesn't work like so you haven't started at the new place yet
0: i did i actually went and auditioned and he was like oh do you want to stay and work so i made good money you did there was only two customers that came in
1: okay two
0: but i still made good (laughs) money off of both of them (laughs) they left a really good tip and they both got vips awesome i really couldn't complain
1: oh my goodness
0: i've been meaning to stop and look at some new clubs forever so good Very excited about a new prospect. Awesome. Although a little part of me is sad because I do love a lot of the people that I work with and it makes it really fun.
1: Yeah. You get a bond with them. Yeah. It's hard to leave a place, but if you feel strained by working there... Because it's so far. It's
0: far. And I'm looking possibly for like maybe a more elevated clientele. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if that's realistic or if that's Mm -hmm. just how it is everywhere. (laughs) 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 Yeah, so that's exciting. And then I have something, I guess, more astrology related. Yes. Communication. And what were we talking about last week? Being an authority, Mm -hmm. right? Sure. It is fun news, gossip, but it was also really like a scary vulnerable moment for me.
1: So there's been something that Ingrid has neglected to share with me the last couple of times we've met, I guess, because we've been so focused on like the bro- the book and the website and all that sort of stuff. So Ingrid's not dishing me her personal juice. I know as, I have some gossip. <laughs> as, as she normally does. And uh, Ingrid's been seeing a gentleman for some time now, and it's been Quite casual, I would say. Is that appropriate to say that?
0: Um, yeah, I guess. It's not
1: serious, but yeah. but you really like him.
0: Yeah. It feels very intimate, but we haven't had any conversations about like...
1: What this means. Yeah. What is this thing that we're doing here? Yeah. And since it was Libra season, and I'm telling Ingrid and everyone else, this is the time to set your intentions for who you want to be in a partnership, what you can give in a relationship what you want from a partner and what you want to receive in relationship, and so Ingrid took that.
0: I took it to heart. To and heart, and <laughs> yeah, so I have some gossip about Libra season, communication, <laughs> relationship, putting you know putting in something on my side of the scales and kind of sharing yes. sharing what I would like from I mean potential a potential partner. Mm-hmm. So. Libra season was coming to a close and I was like, oh my gosh, Scott's told me to like say all my shit before Scorpio comes. And it's like this bonded energy Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be stuck in this limbo.
1: Yes. That's the cycle then of confusion.
0: Oh no, it's the end of Libra. So I have to say it. Yes. A few weeks ago, he had like really opened up to me and shared some, just a really vulnerable part of himself. He wasn't feeling good and he allowed me to be there for him. Mm -hmm. And it just made us feel closer.
1: You felt closer after he was being very vulnerable with you yeah very exposed with you yeah and you you comforted him you were there for him you were nurturing him you were compassionate with him and how did he feel about that
0: I I mean he was receptive and you know in the end I think he felt safe enough to receive my nurturing side and
1: and so after that happened, he was vulnerable, you nurtured him, mm-hmm. and then you told him, so does this mean we're together now?
0: Um, I didn't say that, but I said <laughs> something in kind of a cute way.
1: Okay, and what did he say? He said, that sounds good. Okay.
0: And then I was like, okay, that was fun. But it felt <laughs> like very like a casual, just like playful thing to say in the moment. Uh-huh. So then in between, I went to this little party, and I had a drink and then I like was like oh I'll be fun and I'll have like a hit of this weed that my friend gave me yeah well I am a lightweight and I never really smoked so then I accidentally got really really high Mm -hmm. and then I was like oh my god I gotta get out of here there's too many people I need to go back to my house I just it was in my complex so I just walked upstairs and then I got my house and I was like oh my god I need fresh air I'm too high but then there was all the people outside I was like oh my god what do I do so I was like
1: you're panicking yeah you're paranoid your yeah. mind is racing you you don't know <laughs> up from down or why you are the person you are and yeah, all those sorts t- of things total
0: fucking spiral I was like oh my gosh I didn't eat enough food I need water I need like someone to like help me not spiral out of control so I like messaged him uh-huh and then I got really scared after I sent the message I was like oh my god well you know I mean this issue was is a dumb issue cuz it was just me being too high and nothing was wrong with me but I started thinking on like a bigger level. I'm like, oh my gosh, well, what if he's not there in the way that I want him to show up well, for me? Well, hold
1: on a second, because that's not dumb. And that's uh. not because you're too high. Uh. You understand that when you're high, when you when you use cannabis, it's really just bringing up all your baggage, all Dude, of your psychological baggage. It
0: brought up all my stuff. I mean, I, it was kind of a blessing because... I was really overtired and I hadn't had time to really sit with any of what has been going on in my mind. I've just been like, go, go, go. I was supposed to pick up
1: something off off offer up.
0: I was supposed to go to work.
1: (laughs) Of course, you had like 10 things you were supposed to do that afternoon. Yeah. uh... So I
0: canceled them because I was like, (laughs) I'm too high. I can't. And I'm like, I just realized how tired I am. And I started thinking about the vulnerability thing. I'm like, the fear came up and I started kind of journaling about it because I was like having like some revelations about my life. I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, I can either pull myself together and go to work like I always do and ignore my mental health. And I was just like, that's not a good idea. I need to stay home. I need to rest. I really need to sit with these thoughts that I'm having. These are some important things that I haven't gotten to address and I haven't felt. Yes. And I keep end up going to work when I'm feeling shit. And then you just erase it because you have to be Present there with your other world and
1: drugs and alcohol is ruled by the 12th house, is ruled by Pisces,
0: the unconscious, the unconscious.
1: So, when you drink, when you do drugs, it brings up
0: your unconscious,
1: it brings up your psychological baggage. So, you sent him a message asking him for some sort of support, Mm -hmm. and then you immediately regretted it.
0: Well, no, I didn't regret it, I just got scared. I was like, What were
1: you afraid of then? That sounds like regret to me.
0: Uh, I got scared that like I was gonna be too much for him, mm-hmm. and that maybe he wouldn't show up in the way that I would hope. Mm-hmm. And then it went to like a much bigger scale—not just him being there for me in this moment of being paranoid, but like in any moment where I don't feel good. Like, what if he doesn't show up in the way that I would like, and then I'm disappointed or rejected? So I, I mean, the big things that came out of it were: if I'm vulnerable and really open up, what if I'm rejected? And then really disappointed. And then I was like, oh, my God, last week when he really opened up to me and let me see him in a bad moment. That was such a big deal because I thought I've been so
1: vulnerable,
0: which I have being forthcoming with my feelings and kind of expectations for the future. But I have not let him see me in a really dark moment. Yeah.
1: He hasn't seen your shadow side.
0: Yet. No. And that's fucking so scary. And,
1: but do you see how you're how you are returning to the same old cycle as before? where you're the caretaker you're there for them in a moment of need when they need something when they're when they're in a low moment you're there to support them and save them and lift them up but then when you have a low moment when you're vulnerable and in a in a dark place are they going to be there for you and the thing is is like this is that beginning energy where it's like, this is what people do in relationship. They show up with them their best selves. Yeah. You know? And it's like, look at how amazing I am. But you know <laughs> how fucking exhausting that is? To be that person all the time? That's not human. That's Instagram fake. Where everybody is putting out the best parts of themselves. Very curated. It's exhausting. Yeah. So you grow closer and closer with this guy. Eventually, he's going to have to see your psycho crazy bitch <laughs> what are you trying to say scott
0: <laughs> he's like he's <laughs> scott has seen it all
1: no no uh, I, you know what i mean though so did he text you back
0: it was later in the night so he messaged me like in the morning something okay
1: but how did you feel afterwards
0: after he texted me yeah Oh, yeah, I mean, I felt fine. I was just, like, cute and funny. I, he just said, like, did you, survive your, did you survive your marijuana intoxication? And I said, yes. <laughs> and he said, oh, thank goodness.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Like, you know, people get too high all the time, and, you know, nothing literally has ever happened because it's in your mind.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. It's scary. But, I mean, That's I
0: had the whole spiral.
1: So, but then you saw him after that. Mm-hmm. And... You had a deeper conversation? about Yeah I mean
0: I kind of thanked him for his vulnerability before because I told him I got too high and then I thought about all that and that is really scary and you know I was kind of confused why he was so scared to let me see him but like it's so scary to let someone see you at your worst. It's terrifying especially if you really like them and you're worried that maybe they won't like you anymore. Yeah. If they see these dark parts of you. So yeah in the end I you know at the end of that visit I kind of asked more directly like if we were on the same page about seeing other people because i didn't want to get my feelings hurt and and he confirmed that i would not be getting my feelings hurt so
1: and what does that mean exactly
0: you know i don't know because after that moment he just shared a lot of fears he has about being in relationship about expectations And I actually shared with him that, I mean, you've, you've told me before that like all of my relationships, especially my romantic ones will be unconventional. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of shared that with him. I'm like, okay, well, I mean, number one, we'll just see what happens and where this goes. And also I like hearing about whatever your concerns are, you know, it's interesting to me and, you know, I have a lot of these same concerns or I've made a lot of these same mistakes in past relationships. So it's nice to hear what you're scared about. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in the past, it's like you get, especially when you're maybe in your 20s, it's like you get into a relationship, there's a set of expectations that everybody follows these set of rules. You go on these amount of dates, then you sleep together, then you meet your (laughs) friends, then you meet your family, (laughs) then you have a white picket fence. And these are all the check marks you have to check off. And it's Mm -hmm. just like, I don't need to do it like that. No. I don't don't need these specific set of things. Like what is important to me? Mm, Yes. And are they checking those boxes and... I mean, not everyone's going to check all your boxes. So Mm -mm. what are they giving you and what are you giving them? And how can you make an arrangement that works for you? Because what works for one couple is not going to work for another couple. Totally.
1: Exactly. There's no one size fits all for relationships. Mm -hmm. They're even more complex than individual people.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) he, he brought up concerns of like expectations of spending certain amount of time with family. And Mm -hmm. I mean, that's so interesting to bring up also so soon that that's like one of his concerns. Like he thinks that that's an expectation that will be placed on him that he will not be able to fulfill Mm -hmm. is like certain amount of time allotted to family. And it's like, okay, well, that's something to put on the table and say, well, I don't like those type of things. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fine. These are the things that I expect. You know, how do we make some compromises? I mean, we'll just see like the more we get closer, the more kind of fear actually comes up for me. I'm like, okay, well, what is really important to me? Good. I don't even, I don't even know exactly, but like.
1: I like this fear coming up.
0: Oh, I know. It's, I feel like I haven't yes. had a lot of fear like this in a long time. Yes. So it's really confronting all of my, my vulnerabilities and really yes. allowing me to check in with myself to see what, well, what are my concerns? I don't even know. And then it starts bringing up all these little ideas from my past relationships that didn't work. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well. Can I do that differently this time if we talk about it? We can see well, if, number one, we're even a good match. I think
1: one thing already is if I'm going to be in a relationship with you, I need to know that you're going to be okay when I have a meltdown because I'm going to be there when you have a meltdown. Mm-hmm. I've been there when you have a meltdown, and I want to be there when you have a meltdown, <laughs> when you're a fucking crazy dude, you yeah. know? But I want you to be there for me i want you to understand that i'm i'm a human being i will have a meltdown there's going to be a time where i'm going to lose my mind and i need you to be with me through that experience lay that on the table see what he says about that
0: i mean i guess i didn't say it in that way in like an asking way like can you do that but i did the next time i saw him after he had his moment i I kind of was like thanks for being vulnerable that brings up a lot of fear for me Mm mm-hmm I didn't even realize how scary it would be to even think about the idea of being vulnerable with somebody else in that way, where mm-hmm. they see you in a bad moment. So,
1: And that's where we are with planets in Scorpio right now. Because Scorpio, I, when I think of all the symbols of the Zodiac, the most vulnerable is the scorpion. It's a tiny little creature that you can just squash it.
0: Yeah, it was so vulnerable. Yes.
1: And so good for you. Congratulations on
0: working with the energy.
1: Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. On stepping forward into a a space that required some courage for you to move into that, that space, uh, not only with the partner, but also with the new job. And you know, that's, that's a whole nother set of vulnerability, getting up on a stage in front of, you know, a, auditioning I I can't imagine what that's like so um. <laughs> you know the
0: audition went really well and you know I had a little bit of fear but not much it was much more like getting myself to go look at the club and the idea of starting a new routine having a new just new people new expectations just learning the new rules just mm-hmm. all of that newness like I just don't like big shifts like that I like my routine and getting me out of my stuck little comfort zone. My, yeah, my comfort zone is always a big deal. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of new things happening.
1: Big steps for you, Ingrid. Amazing.
0: Practicing being vulnerable. Yes.
1: Well, thank you for being vulnerable with me and sharing all this, all that you've shared here on mm-hmm. the podcast. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, listening. you're welcome. No, totally. It's it's amazing to see your growth.
0: I mean, you always make me feel so safe and then, you know, help guide me on like what the next step is and mm-hmm. how to keep working with the energy. Like, what's the next season hold? Like, what do I do next now that I brought this up? What is like the next move?
1: Yes. So should we get into it? Yeah, let's do this it. This week mm-hmm. for this is the week of November 1st through the 7th. So we're in November now. And uh, this is the week of the new moon in Scorpio. So we'll talk more about that on Thursday when it happens. But today, Monday, November 1st, the moon is in Virgo. Virgo is the sign of the Virgin, represents perfection, service, represents the details of daily life, your health, your diet, your job, your routine. When the moon is moving through Virgo, it brings an emotional sensitivity to all the aforementioned your health, your diet, your routine, your job, how you're taking care of yourself. Because Virgo is the sign of service. So if you're serving others, you have to first take care of yourself. If you're not taking care of yourself, then you can't really be of good service to anyone else. And so today, the moon is in alignment with Pluto, the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation, which is moving through Capricorn. Capricorn, like Virgo, is an earth sign. So this is a very positive alignment of earth meeting earth. Some big shifts happening when the moon in Virgo connects to Pluto in Capricorn. Capricorn is all about achievement and the work that is required to achieve whatever it is you are working to accomplish so that you can become an authority.
0: If you have authority over yourself and you're transforming the way that you are taking care of yourself, taking care of your routine, your health, all of the things you should be doing to support yourself, then that transformation is going to be easy. Like you are you are going to blossom when you're really sticking to your routine. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: I feel like this is just so relevant to my life. I'm, it feels like I have been depleting myself and depleting myself and depleting myself. And it's like, I really want to show up to all of my, you know, my career ventures, my relationships to be full. And it's. I realize that I can only really do that if I'm taking care of all of the small things for myself and you know, I was telling Chris this week, I'm like, I really need to get it together. I need to figure out how to have a better balance. I don't want to be eating. I don't want to be eating fast food. That should be a treat every once in a while when it's just like, Oh, I don't have time to cook. Not like three and four times a week because I'm so fucking tired Mm -hmm. that I cannot feed myself. Like that's crazy. Yeah. So having balance, like I love food. I want to have good food. I want to have free time. I want to show up to the podcast. I want to show up for Chris when we have meetings creatively awake and alert and not have to, I don't even drink coffee or caffeine really. And lately I've been like, okay, well I have to start drinking caffeine because I don't have enough time Mm -hmm. and I'm not nurtured. And I don't like that version of myself. I want to feel whole and present for myself. And then I can really give what I have to offer to the people around me. So my life is like full and happy.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: When I got too high, that was like a a reflection moment for me, a big check-in where I was like, Oh, I'm really fucking tired, and I need pump to pump st- the brakes. I need to stay home. <laughs> I need to rest. I need to sit slow with down. myself. Yes. I need to make a nice dinner. I need to go to sleep mm-hmm. and make mm-hmm. time for like reflection yes. and personal growth, because that's what I love to do. But I'm like <laughs> hanging on by a thread in all areas, so it was just it was it was a pump the brakes, so a slow mm-hmm. down.
1: So when you're looking at this alignment and you th- see. Pluto and Capricorn, think of what it is you want to accomplish and achieve and what you're doing in your daily routine that is helping you or what needs to change in your daily routine. Is it the diet? Is it your schedule? Do you not have a schedule? Maybe if you had a schedule, then you would be eating healthier and then you would actually be seeing the, the steps forward or up toward what it is you want to accomplish and achieve by doing that.
0: That routine is so key. And yeah, following the Virgo alignments really allows you to take care of yourself better. Like when you have a routine, your life is more smooth and organized and everything else feels easier when you are paying attention to that. Yes. And, I, and to finish that idea, it's like yeah, those yeah. are both earth elements. Mm-hmm. When you do those things, you feel more grounded.
1: Yes. Because it's reality. If you're changing what you're eating, it's going to change how you feel physically. If you're eating fast food every freaking meal or every day, is that giving you energy? No. Or is it making you feel sluggish?
0: It's making you feel full, that's about it, and then tired (laughs) as shit. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So, it's about reality. What are you putting into your body and how is it affecting your life around you? Tuesday, November 2nd, we're looking at Pluto again. The god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation in Capricorn the sign of hard work achievement authority aligning now with and that's the same as yesterday same as yesterday yesterday we were looking at pluto and the moon today we're looking at pluto and mercury in libra yes mercury in libra so mercury is the messenger of the gods guide of souls to the underworld pluto is lord of the underworld mercury is guide of souls to the underworld the planet of consciousness communication and coordination so this is a stressful alignment though because libra is cardinal air capricorn is cardinal earth both cardinal they make a strong alignment but air and earth don't mix i mean it's the unconscious meeting the conscious well right no it's it's more of there Mercury is conscious, and Pluto is the unseen, it's the unseen. it's what's occurring in the shadows, what's occurring in the shadows in the underworld, with the occult, taboo subjects, magic that's what Pluto's about.
0: It rules the unconscious,
1: the unconscious is Neptune,
0: oh okay, yes, Neptune. but Pluto rules Pisces no.
1: Neptune rules Pisces. Ah, okay, okay. (laughs) Pluto rules Scorpio. Okay, okay. So yes, they both rule blue signs, water signs. Okay. So that's the confusion there. So it's
0: the unseen, not the unconscious. Yes, this is more the secrets. The
1: secrets, the hidden realm. Okay. Yes. So this is bringing a conscious awareness to the hidden realm.
0: Maybe you're being coming aware of the secrets that you keep
1: perhaps in relationship? In relationships Ooh. yes and yes. then there's like
0: the responsibility aspect of should i be sharing these secrets to the people i'm in relationship with
1: mm, yeah this sounds like some layers being pulled back between you and your special person
0: and i mean and also myself like i didn't even know that i had these fears mm-hmm. i mean i guess i i guess i knew that they were there but i didn't ever feel them until that moment yes i was like oh fuck I have some shit to uncover and like work through.
1: Mm-hmm. Some yeah, like so real
0: fear, real fear came out.
1: Yes. If you want to be in authority in your relationship, what is it that you need to communicate to your partner so that you feel like you are in a position of power? And that doesn't mean like I'm in authority over you. It means like, no, I feel like I'm in a position of power because we're open here.
0: Yeah. We're able to communicate about the uncomfy. Yes. 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 I always feel safe to share the uncomfortableness with him, which is very comforting mm-hmm. to be able to even bring up the subject of being like, Hey, this might be kind of uncomfy, <laughs> but like, you know, your uncomfy <laughs> moment last w- week made me feel really uncomfy for when I have that moment. That's really scary. So like, mm. thank you for being vulnerable. And also like, I'm scared for when that moment happens for me. Cause I'm terrified.
1: Yes. So there could be some uncomfy communication today. With a close friend, a lover, a business partner, but then we get a reward, right? Well, the reward is having that uncomfortable conversation. And through that, there's a transformation in terms of how you communicate with this person. Now it's hopefully more clear. Yeah. And you feel more in charge of yourself.
0: And even if the answer was the opposite of what I was hoping. It would uh, still have more clarity and I would still be an authority if he was like, oh, yeah, I'm, you know, that's what you're looking for. But I'm looking for something else. I'd be like, OK, well, that's good to know, because I don't want to continue doing something yeah, with yeah. someone that I'm not on the same page with. I don't want that.
1: Right. So you want to keep guessing. Yeah. Like, well, does he feel this way? Does he not? Or feel if he way? was more
0: like wishy washy and was like, oh, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. Or why are you asking me or yeah. being like elusive? I'm like, it felt very I trust him enough that he would give me an honest answer. Of Either way and I you know, I got that answer even if the answer isn't what I would have hoped I would still be in a position of power and of knowing knowing what's happening
1: knowing what's happening being aware This is a this is an opportunity to share some secrets To to open up in some areas of your life that might be hidden But it's important for them to be shown in order for growth to occur
0: And then I guess the warning is that it will be uncomfy.
1: yes like, a, exactly. square
0: doesn't, a square doesn't mean to avoid it. It just means, like, beware that there is discomfort ahead.
1: Exactly. The more that you face the challenge, the more that you have a better opportunity to overcome the challenge, to work through the challenge. It's the difference between being the hunter and the hunted. You want to be the hunter.
0: My dad was asking a little bit about astrology when I visited him this week. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. So I have some questions for you to clarify for him because I... I don't do as much research as you do uh-huh. in, about like the whole how it came about and just all the stuff. Yeah. But I was giving him some just, you know, minor examples of, well, if it's an uncomfortable alignment, what's the point of knowing that? It's like, yeah, so you can just to know that it's there and it's going to be uncomfortable. Okay, well, maybe I need to check in with myself, get grounded, think about what I want to say before I say it, because I know it's going to be uncomfortable, but I can reduce the discomfort by communicating in a way that's not shitty.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> What people tend to do when it's uncomfortable is run and hide from it.
0: Run and hide or explode.
1: Or explode. Or run
0: and hide until they explode. Yes,
1: exactly. (laughs) Because it festers. Yeah. What were some of the other questions that he had?
0: Oh, he was just asking about, like, your birth chart is kind of a snapshot of where the planets and stars are the day you were born. And he was just asking, like, I mean, can't I just find someone else with the same birth information as me? And I was like, well, yeah, but... Doesn't it change like every two minutes, basically?
1: I mean, in order for someone to have the same birth information as him, they'd have to be born at the same date, time, and place. Yeah, and I told him that, and he was like shocked.
0: I was like, the only time that that happens is like once every 25,000 years. You're not going to find someone else who was born likely in the same hospital in the same few minutes as you. Right. Every few minutes, everything
1: shifts. Basically, every three, four minutes, uh, there's a new degree coming up on the horizon mm-hmm. typically that's how it works
0: so unless you were born in like a three or four minute span in the same same sig- hospital then yes. yeah
1: then you're gonna have a different astrological code than yeah someone and he else. was like
0: oh okay like he thought like most people think it's just the 12 signs it's like okay well <laughs> you know everyone's like the horoscope person i was like dad unless you have a personal astrologer you're just getting generalized information. It's like when mm-hmm. we learned to read our birth chart, it is very specific. And if you learn to read the energy, it is way deeper than just like a generalization of 12 different kinds of people. Because it's all good yes. information regardless of, of the sign. Like it's mm-hmm. all personal growth oriented. But when you really get deep and know your chart, like, I mean, if you guys don't know your chart, you should get a reading with Scott because that shit will mm-hmm. blow your mind. And he was also asking like, well, what about the future? You can't predict the future, but like you can the planets are going to be where they are. I'm like, no, you can predict the future. He's like, oh, so if I want to know what's going to happen next year, he could tell me. And and I was like, yeah, literally. And he was like, well, what about the past? I'm like, yeah, if you got divorced three years ago on this week, like you can ask him what was happening and what the, (laughs) what was the lessons I was supposed to learn? And he was kind of like getting really curious about it. He was like, okay, (laughs) well, that's kind of interesting. So it was kind of a fun moment for him to get curious, but I couldn't quite answer all of his questions in the way that I would like. So it sounds like you did a great job. Oh, thank
1: you. Yeah. You know, when you think about how big the world is, like if you were to fly from like Los Angeles to Beijing, China, like how long does that take? Like, so a day. (laughs) I mean, so if you if you're born in Los Angeles and somebody else is born in Beijing, is is the sky going to look the same if you're born at the same time? No, it's going to look different. It's going to be a different time of day.
0: <laughs> and he was even asking, he's like, well, what about, you know, someone like in Australia? Like, aren't the seasons different? Are the stars different? And I was like, well, yeah, yeah the, the <laughs> I was like, yeah, the northern <laughs> and the southern hemisphere are totally different. It's like opposite seasons. And he was like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah, we're talking about astrology is reading space from Earth. What does it look like from Earth? Where is the moon? Like, like at high noon, let's say at noon when the sun is straight up. That's in the 10th house or the 9th house. That's how you look at your astrological code. When the sun is setting, it's in the 7th house. When the sun is rising, it's in the 12th house. So this is how different it is for each person for their astrological code.
0: You're looking at it from your own perspective. From
1: your perspective. Like, where is the sun right now in this moment? Is it 12 noon, so it's up high? Or is it, you know... Uh, five o'clock, six, seven o'clock, depending on what time of the year. You know, if it's summertime, then that could be the eighth house. If you're in the northern part of, if you're near the poles, it could be the ninth house. You know, okay. it's like
0: <laughs> I'm so excited because my dad loves to fucking read and research, and I cannot wait for him. The ebook is coming out, and he's yes. gonna love that because he yes. will. To- he'll totally read it and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna decode this astrology stuff." <laughs> I love it. He's really smart. So he'll just like instantly learn it and be like, okay, I want to, I have more questions. Mm, I love it. That'll be fun for
1: us. The ebook is a good primer. It's a good starting point. It doesn't get as deep Mm -hmm. as you're gonna know everything there is to know, but it's a great place to start.
0: Yeah, it's just just to start grasping what is even happening.
1: Yes, to read the language, yeah. to look at the symbols, to know what these symbols mean. I have a cousin who's fluent in Spanish, and she told me. I remember uh, when she was learning Spanish. She's like, "Well, of course you have to learn how to read it <laughs> in order to speak it. You know, Duh. like if you want to." <laughs> and when you think of like the, your own language, English, like. If you're going to really be articulate in the language of English, which is our first language, you have to know how to read.
0: I mean, I've, I've taken like five or more years of Spanish, and I could I can for sure read Spanish better than I can have a conversation because you have the time to really look at it and analyze it mm-hmm. and pick it apart. I'm like, when you can read it, it, you can really like understand what's happening.
1: Yes, and that is the same for astrology. It's a language, so in order to speak the language of astrology... You should learn how to read it. And that's what the basics of astrology, the e-book, is about. It's helping you learn to read the language of astrology. And that's going to come out on the 14th? 14th for our friends in the uh, Eastern Hemisphere. So Australia, Hong Kong, uh, Asia, you know, all those places.
0: And then November 13th for everybody else? Yes,
1: for the Western Hemisphere. Okay. Yes. So excited. Yes. I'm excited too. I wasn't... You, you were mad at me because last time I wasn't excited enough.
0: I know. know. I was like, uh, Scott, <laughs> we're supposed to be celebrating.
1: Wednesday, November 3rd, Mercury again and the moon. So the two planets, we talked about Mercury on Tuesday. We talked about the moon on Monday. Both of those were aligning with Pluto. But today, the moon and Mercury align with each other in Libra. So this alignment planet of emotions with the planet of communication in the sign of relationships what how can you express your emotions how can you communicate your emotions in your close personal relationships or how would you like to
0: i mean mercury's in libra and the moon is in libra Mm -hmm. so that's about grace beauty equanimity Mm -hmm. so yeah communicating with i mean this is also what i was telling my dad about libra season if you communicate in a shitty way no one is going to receive what you have to say in the way that you want it to be received.
1: Or they're Yeah, or they're going to respond in a really shitty way. Yeah. It's going to piss you off. So,
0: yeah, the, <laughs> the scales are sensitive. Yes. So it's like, yeah, really collecting yourself before you go. Go play something on the scale purposely, but delicately. Yes. And then the, the scales will balance naturally. Otherwise, they're just going to fly all <laughs> over
1: the place. It's just going to fall on the ground.
0: So yeah being just being mindful with your communication and being graceful about it
1: awesome awesome i love it ingrid way to sum it up this is a great alignment uh that precedes the new moon in scorpio which is on thursday november 4th and so when when we're thinking about the moon and mercury in libra It's about finding that eloquence in how you're communicating your emotions, which is very important because on Thursday, November 4th, the new moon in Scorpio brings that really deep, bonded, passionate intensity. Scorpio is the deepest, darkest, most passionate sign. And the new moon is planting the seeds of the coming harvest. So Ingrid, you've done... The work during Libra season. I've been like plowing the field the se- or whatever. You plowed the field, you planted the seed, mm-hmm. y- you've seen the growth, the fruit. He said that he's wanting to be exclusive with you. So now we're going to get deeper here.
0: Oh, fuck. Now there's. Yes,
1: now there's real vulnerability. Oh,
0: it's so scary.
1: Like we're only seeing each other. That's it.
0: I know. I thought that that would be the moment where I'd be like, oh, now I'm really comforted. And instead I was like, oh, fuck. Now there's like a million other things where I'm like, oh, it would be comforting to know that you're not sleeping with anyone else or like interested in pursuing someone romantically. But then it's like, oh, are you a good fit for a partner? Like now more and more layers get peeled back Mm -hmm. when you see people at their worst and there's certain expectations that come out. And now we have like, you know, you start sharing your secrets.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the energy of Scorpio. It's, it's that energy where it's like, that's what everybody wants. Everybody wants to be bonded and in that relationship where they feel like they can count on someone else, but then it's scary as fuck. It's like, do I really want that? I don't know if I want that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's instantly what came up. I was like, oh, fuck. Maybe I'm just being high and paranoid. But also like, you know, I'm slowly getting to know this person, which has been nice. Like the slowness has been able to reveal layers that I don't think you get to do when you're trying to, you know, you just jump into something. But it still hasn't been that much time. I'm like, I had a relationship fall apart with a close friend Mm -hmm. who I feel really close to. And I thought I knew so well. Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, all of these secrets came out and the relationship disintegrated. And it was terrible i was so confused and caught off guard i'm like oh man i thought i knew this person but they had all these secrets (sighs) and you know a lot of them were about me and how they felt about me Mm -hmm. and it's like going into like a more vulnerable relationship where there's like sex involved Mm -hmm. you feel even more exposed i'm like oh no what if that happens again
1: yes exactly this is an electric new moon because not only is it the sun and the moon connecting to each other in the same sign scorpio But they're both opposing Uranus, the planet of rebellion, the planet of revolution, innovation, independence, the unexpected. Uranus is transiting through Taurus, which is the sign of stability and security, material security. Uranus is shaking up our relationship to the material and what it is we value in the material realm. So this planet, the planet of independence, opposing the moon and the sun is creating perhaps something unexpected in your karmic bonds or maybe there's some unexpected magic that occurs or an unexpected breakup this is something's being shaken to the core
0: when you share your vulnerabilities and you become committed in a way it allows you to be independent in this other way like balances the scales it's like well i know what is happening in these areas So we're able to allow each other like some freedom and independence, Mm -hmm. because some of those like fears that you might have before of like attachment, you let them go.
1: Right. Talk more about that.
0: Maybe your maybe your subconscious or even your conscious is like consumed with thoughts of like, well, what if they're seeing someone else, or what if this is like the wrong business partnership, or what if, what if? It's like, well, when we put everything out on the table and we're vulnerable in the Scorpio season. And we're like, okay, we're going to be bonded together in some way. It's like, okay, well, we share all of our secrets and then we're able to really trust that other person and we don't have any worries like, oh, are they going to go make another deal with another real estate agent or something? It's like, no, we already promised what, like we already have an agreement. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to worry about, you know, are they going to go sleeping with somebody else? No, we already agreed on that. We know what we expect from the other person. So then the stability and independence comes from that. Hmm. And like the knowing of having something stable. Okay,
1: so I'm getting you here. I, I think that brings me to the intentions that we should be setting during this new moon in Scorpio. And
0: this is kind of the highlight of the week.
1: It's the highlight. This is it right here.
0: So what kind of intentions should we be setting?
1: The intention of the new moon in Scorpio is what do you intend to share energetically? And are you receiving in return everything energetically that you need from the ones that you're bonded to because now we're in this place where it's no longer I'm giving you this because you're giving me that it's I'm giving you this because this is good for you and what's good for you is good for us and so Scorpio is magic you are magic you have an energetic frequency that is unlike any other energetic frequency in the world and that is magic. So when you share that energetic frequency with another, meaning physically, a physical intimacy, a verbal intimacy, so physical intimacy like sex, a verbal intimacy like a secret, or a financial intimacy. We're sharing our money. You are engaging in, in magic because you are connecting your energy with somebody else's energy. It's like a like a science experiment.
0: So it's, it's also like, I mean, it comes after Libra season. So you stop putting something on one side of the scales and being like, okay, well, what are you going to do for me?
1: It's ours. Yeah. It's like,
0: I'm just going to put this on the plate cause it's, cause it's good for us. So
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think it can also create more drive and I guess a sense of responsibility to bring your whole self to the table. Cause it's good for, for both parties. You want to sh- be showing up. Yes. Maybe like, how do you want to show up to make it better for everyone involved? Yes. Yes. What are your intentions for what you want to bring to the table?
1: So if, you are, if you're clear about the energetic exchange and that flow and what it means, then where's the independence within that dynamic? The independence comes from understanding that this is the exchange. And through that exchange, even though we are bonded as one, we each have our role within that bond. So how can you also embrace your independence, set your intention for your independence? This is our money, but this part of the money is I'm going to use.
0: Yeah, I'm going to get new furniture for the podcast space. Yes. So this is ours, but like I'm I'm letting you know that I want to do this with the money. This is the plan.
1: Exactly. Or
0: maybe like the guy that I'm seeing was like, okay, well... Maybe I'm not seeing anyone else, but like my fears are you you wanting me to spend a certain allotted time with everybody that you know. Like I'm not interested in
1: Mm -hmm. having all these time. So he's embracing his independence Mm -hmm. while also committing to a bond. Mm -hmm. So that's the energy with this. And if the exchange is confused in some way, if it is, if one side is being paranoid or possessive or manipulative.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That is when an unexpected explosion, breakup, could occur.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So be mindful with the energy here.
0: I mean, all you can do on your end is be upfront and honest. Yes. And if you're doing that, then you're, you're doing all that you can to, to be forthcoming. So if someone else does something that's not on you, just showing up to your relationships as, in an authentic way as possible. So
1: completely stripped bare, this is who I am. I'm standing completely exposed in front of you. That's what you're bringing in this dynamic. Like the scorpion. Yes, exactly. Friday, November 5th. Today, there's a shift in the frequency, a dramatic shift in the frequency. So this is how everything builds from that new moon in Scorpio, setting your intentions for your karmic bonds. Now that the seeds are in the ground, the shift occurs. And the shift is occurring where two planets are moving into new signs. When a planet moves into a new sign, it's a big shift in frequency. And so we have Mercury, which we've been talking about this week, which moves from Libra to Scorpio. So it's bringing your conscious mind, your conscious awareness to the deepest, darkest, most passionate sign. It's bringing that mental, psychic awareness into your conscious. It's creating an avenue for more secrets to be shared, to be communicated to one another. Mercury, as it moves into Scorpio, will be aligning with Venus, the goddess of love, Lady Luck, the planet of relationships. Venus is moving from Sagittarius to Capricorn, the sign of achievement, authority. So when I see Capricorn, I think of business, I think of real estate, I think of your career. And then Scorpio, I think of the bonds that you share with other people at a soul level. So there's some sort of deep communication that is occurring here in your close personal relationships that can help you ascend to the next level.
0: So maybe you're communicating with the people you're in these close bonded relationships about whatever your career ambitions are and maybe they're helping you along your path.
1: Yeah, you might be showing some vulnerability here. It's like, I really want to get to this ledge but I don't really know what I'm supposed to do here. Um, yeah, I don't that's, know. that's being vulnerable <laughs> exactly. and uh, telling
0: someone your secrets.
1: <laughs> exactly. Putting yourself in a vulnerable position where it's like, I don't know everything that I'm talking about here and I need some help to rise up to that next level.
0: You know, it's connecting with Venus, which is the planet of love and relationships. So it's mm-hmm. like relying on those relationships that you have a connection with to lift you up in those moments. Allowing them to see you in your vulnerability and maybe they will be able to help you in some way
1: Who are the people that you're connecting to that are helping you ascend to what it is you want to accomplish and achieve? And what are the secrets that you share with those people?
0: And this is a positive alignment.
1: Oh, yeah, it's water and earth water gives Water nurtures the earth while earth gives water form.
0: So don't be scared to share your secrets right now.
1: Mm -mm. This is a good time to really bond and maybe, maybe it's uh, signing a contract, creating a new business relationship. That's what this alignment is about. And it's something we're going to be experiencing for the next few days as these two planets move into their new signs. So Mercury is going to be in Scorpio from November 5th through the 24th. And Venus is going to be in Capricorn from November 5th to March 5th, November, December, January, February, four months. The reason why Venus is going to be in Capricorn for this long is because it's retrograding. Oh, we got some lessons to learn in this area. Yes. So think back to May 12th to the 24th, 2020. That's the last time Venus was retrograde. It was retrograding in Gemini then. Uh, So this will be a different experience, but it's definitely a time to, to take pause in your relationships. Um, really think about where you are in your relationships right now, your lovers, your friends, your business partners. Are there any of these relationships that you feel like they could blow up? If so, then maybe this is the time, but if not... Then you really want to take pause because there could be some challenges here in relationships with that retrograde energy. There could be partners coming back from the past that are looking to rebalance the scales in some way, rebalance the ledger sheet.
0: I mean, it doesn't always have to blow up. It's like, even if you do feel that feeling of like friction, it's like, well, if you communicate about your fears and your secrets and the stuff Mm -hmm. you've been hiding, Mm -hmm. maybe you can heal those relationships. Yes. Or, you know, either they'll come closer together or they'll fall away.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly. I, me personally, like during this period, like I like to just think of it as like, like we're in a video game and i'm just going to experience what happens in relationships here good and bad okay and and i'm just going to write it out just R- be
0: present and see just be
1: present if something bad happens in relationship instead of like blowing it up just saying okay this is really fucked up or shitty or whatever what's the experience here that i need to learn what is the lesson that i need to learn from this experience and move through it. It it's going to be uncomfortable at some points, especially if if you're somebody who uh, has key astrological points in Aries or Libra. There will most undoubtedly be some challenges in your close personal relationships during this time frame from November 5th to March 5th.
0: Lucky me, I don't have any key astrological
1: points in those areas. Yeah, you do. No, where? Yeah, your, your Venus is in Libra.
0: Why is that key? I thought just your
1: primal <laughs> triad was the key. Fuck. <laughs> no. Every planet in your chart. So, you know, every planet in your chart is, is a key point. Every planet. But they're
0: just not always aligning with anything.
1: Well, yeah. Nothing's always aligning with everything. So, so if it's some- aligning with this... Like, for instance, everybody who was born between 1972 and 1984 was born with Pluto and Libra. Every single one of those people is going to experience some sort of challenge in their close personal relationships. It doesn't mean that there's going to be like a divorce or something dramatic or a breakup or like that, but... It can still be really uncomfortable. Yes. When you're aware of the energy, you will see that the day that Venus squares your Pluto... Or the days around that, you're going to be dealing with some sort of conflicts in your close personal relationships. So knowing that, you can be mindful with the energy and not overreact and experience it for what it is and... Pretend like you're in that video game. Pretend like you're in that video game and just be centered in the moment. To give you an example, think back to these dates. The last time Venus was in Capricorn was January 8th. To February 1st, 2021. The time before that was November 25th to December 19th, 2019. So think back to those time periods and what was going on in your life. Adrienne. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Does that ring a bell for you, Ingrid?
0: Uncomfy. Okay. Yes. Great. Okay.
1: And then for Scorpio, Mercury is in Scorpio from November 5th to the 24th. So this is challenging for people that have key astrological points in Leo or Aquarius. So the last time Mercury was in Scorpio was November 10th to the 1st, 2020. The time before that was September 27th to October 27th, 2020. That was during a retrograde period and then before that was October 3rd to December 9th 2019 that was a, another retrograde period with Mercury in Scorpio so think back to these dates for clues on what may be in store for you this time around Saturday November 6th the moon is now moved on to Sagittarius the freedom lover the sign of honesty and blunt, blunt honesty, uh, and higher learning, and, and philosophy, and travel. It's aligning with Chiron, the wounded healer in Aries. So we've done all this work leading up in the week where we're being more vulnerable. We are sharing secrets and really getting into the darkness, the shadow area, and, and bonding through this vulnerability. Now that we've done that, the moon moves into Sagittarius, that allows us to really think, how can I honestly express my emotions in order to heal the wound to my self-confidence? Now that I've shared everything, now I can just say what I want to say.
0: Yeah, it's like once you open the door of that uncomfortable communication, the discomfort goes away because now it's just a conversation. The charge has been like let out. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. And then Sunday, November 7th, the moon moves on to Capricorn where it... Forms in alignment with Venus in Capricorn So the planet of emotions and the planet of relationship in the sign of Responsibility and authority so you've had that emotional expression on Saturday that honest emotional expression now, how can you take responsibility? For your feelings in your close personal relationships in order to truly be a master of your part, your role in your close personal relationships.
0: I mean, I guess writing on the coattails of yesterday, it's like, it's about blunt honesty. If if you're being open and expressive and you let all that stuff out yesterday, today's going to be easier to express your emotions and take responsibility for for what is yours. Yes. I mean, I guess an example, like it was very uncomfortable for him to share what he was experiencing, but just in advance, me being like, okay, I feel that. And I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I'm going to feel really uncomfortable when I have to do that. Mm-hmm. And just exposing my discomfort and taking responsibility, like, that's on me. I have these fears because of my past emotional baggage. And someone cannot show up in the way that you anticipate. But the responsibility is on you to heal your own wounds. Like, we're supposed to be healing our wounds yesterday. Mm-hmm. So if we healed the wound to our self-confidence, today is going to feel easy. We're We're able to, like, own up to our side of the story. Well, I have these wounds from my past. So it's going to be uncomfortable for me to open up to you. Cause I don't want it to happen again. Like it did in the past. Mm, I have exactly. some baggage.
1: I love it. Awesome.
0: I mean, I think maybe just communicating about our wounds. Yes. And taking responsibility and owning them. Yes. And then that takes, that also takes the charge out of the situation.
1: Yeah, exactly. I didn't do it to you. That's something for you to
0: work out on your own.
1: Yes. And I can be here to support you as much as I can.
0: And then, like you said in the past, it's like, okay, when we can call out our partner, on like whatever their fears are where it's like okay I shared that you know this is a fear for me based on a past relationship and then you see the situation unfolding and you're like hey Ingrid remember when you told me that you have this fear from your past relationship mm-hmm. that's what's showing up right now so maybe you need you know you telling me hey Ingrid you need to take some responsibility for the situation because I'm not doing that to you you have this fear and it's might be all on your side right I, I might have poked something but that's I didn't I didn't do something on purpose to upset you
1: mm-hmm yes right on well said thank you Ingrid
0: thank you Scott
1: you're welcome I'll see you next week when we release the ebook
0: oh shit (laughs) it'll be a celebration yes alright I'll see you next week see you next week Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit.